Welcome to Holy Cow, a Cubs podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland. Our guest on this episode is Jeff Everson. And everyone, you if you've been on uh, Cubs Twitter at all, you know Jeff. But he's got some very interesting Cubs takes, and I talk to him about everything that's going on. The Cubs playing so well, and then a little bit of a hiccup on the West Coast, but they finished the West Coast trip pretty good. And now they move into the big series with the St. Louis Cardinals, and we talk about that, the finances of the team, possible moves they can make to upgrade the team. And my uh, big, big support of uh, Eric Sogard. I mean, well, I'll leave it for that, you know. Five opinions on Eric Sogard, let's put it that way. Um... As always, you can uh, get my podcast on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app. And, you know, if you go on the Apple Podcast, you can look up my podcast, Holy Cow Cubs Podcast, and you can rate and review it. And, you know, it would really be great if you could rate and review it. Just give me, you know, whatever you want, even if you gave it two stars. I'd, I'd hope you liked it, but... Whatever rating you could give, that would be great. And if you could review it too, I'd just like to know who's listening. And yeah, that would be fun to hear everything. And anyway, let's get to Jeff. And this is a fun interview. Well, Jeff, welcome back to Holy Cow. Be yeah, back. happy to be yeah. back. Yeah, it's always good to have you back on. And well, you know, Cubs were playing absolutely out of their mind. They were just dominating. And then... They hit the West Coast, and as usual, when you get the West Coast, things go <laughs> wrong, and especially San Francisco, which I think they haven't uh, they haven't won a series in San Francisco since 2013. Yeah, I heard that too. Which Not I'm great. like, they had some bad Giants teams the last couple of years, but oh well, I guess. But I'll, I guess I'll just start you with I uh, start all my guests. What do you think of the Cubs right now? Uh, you know, the last uh, or four of the last five games aside, I'm, I'm really enjoying the season. Um, I think that we came in with really low expectations, uh, probably the lowest since 2015, and they've exceeded them, which mm-hmm. is a lot better than the previous few seasons where it's been the the other direction. Um, last few games, I mean, have been frustrating. The The Giants are such a annoyingly competent team that they're mm-hmm. going to make you pay when you let runners on base and stadium is a house of horrors for the Cubs but I mean what what can you do like I don't want to fixate on just the most recent results on the whole it's been really fun to watch like you're seeing these these young guys come up from the bullpen kind of out of nowhere and perform and the team's hitting for the most part and guys like Patrick Wisdom are coming out of nowhere to just be I mean he was the NL player of the week last week it's 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 been a lot of fun so I'm, I'm in a good place with the team I think it's just uh this road trip might not be the the highlight of the season but you know, over 162, I'm pretty confident in them. Yeah, they, you know, just got to survive this little rough patch. And then, you know, some people are on me like, you know, they're bad on the road. But I'm like, yeah, well, not a lot of teams are as good on the road. That's just, you know, if you clean up at home and are about 500 on the road, 
you're in pretty good shape and pretty much that's what the Cubs have done. So absolutely. I mean, these aren't, they're, they're not losing to Pittsburgh and, and uh, Cincinnati on their own these series. Like these are good teams that they're playing. Um, and the whole West coast thing where with the, uh, the time zone change can be a little bit difficult when you first get out there. So that could have cost mm-hmm. them a game last week. It's just, this isn't something I'm going to panic over. Um, and I, I think when they get home this week to play St. Louis into the weekend, like that's just going to be a lot more telling than anything that's happened over the last uh, five days. Exactly. No, I, I think you're right. Um, so let's talk about Patrick Winston. Yeah, what the to... Where did this guy come from? That's uh, uh, it's really fun. We finally have our own guy that that was just on the scrap heap that uh, they turned into something. I mean, I I at first like first week I was making jokes about you know how he was the MVP of the league and just really going overboard. But I've kind of gone mm-hmm. from like ha ha, this is a really fun week before this guy disappears into like this is this is a player who could be around for a while. Uh, there's a lot of good signs. I mean, he absolutely knocks the crap out of the ball when he gets into it. He's hit, mm-hmm. what is it, se- seven home runs already? Six home runs already? Seven home runs, yeah. Seven. Um, and it's not just that he's kind of getting lucky. Like, he's hitting these things 420 feet. Mm-hmm. Like, he's Dead center. Yeah, dead center. Like, he's got raw power. What's going to be interesting, like, he's going to strike out. He's always struck out throughout yes, his yes. career. But if, but if he can get his walk rate – in like the 10 to 12% range, which he's put up in the minors a couple of times, like that's enough mm-hmm. to stick around. Like if, if, if he walks at a decent rate, even with the K's, like when he gets into one, it's probably going to go a long ways. That's a, that's a real player. That's a starting caliber player in the majors. So I think it's, I think it's all there. If, if, if like the league will adjust to him, they always figure out your mm-hmm. weaknesses, but if he adjusts back and he doesn't really pick up his chase, you, you just don't or, want him to, um, to become, um, Aristides Aquino or right. Junior Lake, you know? Yeah, exactly. You're hoping more of a, more of like a Max Muncy type thing. And I mean, mm-hmm. Muncy's an elite walk rate guy, but if he, he's also not a huge contact guy. So mm-hmm. you can kind of find that middle ground of, of having power and being able to walk and not, mm-hmm. um, not like not letting the strikeouts kind of take your career down. So I think mm-hmm. that there's, there's something there. Um, it, we'll yeah. I'm trying to think of the last guy on the Cubs. who was even, like this, and I thought Junior Lake. I can't yeah. remember another. But yeah, they just came in, home run, home run, home run, home run. I really, I mean, even David Bodie right away, mm-hmm. like David Bodie had a high exit velo, but he wasn't hitting home runs like this. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, he's hitting, you know, these hard line drives. Like, okay, there might be a, a solid player here, but coming up and hitting seven home runs in the first. 10 games or whatever it is, is mm-hmm. it's incredible. They haven't had that since, since like you said, junior Lake, which was seven years ago. So it's mm-hmm. fun. It's, it's, it's nice that they're finally getting those kind of out of nowhere guys. I feel like they've, uh, they've been completely contingent on their, on their core three mm-hmm. or four and not having, um, not having the it's been kind of like perform. Yeah. It's been kind of almost like hard to believe in the past that only their top picks have ever been, you know what I mean? It's like Bodie was like, the only one right that wasn't a top pick and you're like come on you think that even like dumb luck that you'd find somebody else but and you look around the league and and all these other contending teams that the cubs want to compete with like the the, the cubs Mm -hmm. want to consider themselves as peers to like the dodgers or the the rays or um the braves have found guys like this and and Mm -hmm. the cubs never did and now it seems like that tide's turning which is really exciting yes yeah how's it feel cardinals yeah (laughs) no name players stepping up for you 
Yeah, it's it's it makes it so much better that Wisdom is one of their castoffs, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a few others in the league right now. It's um, it's a nice it's a nice way to uh, turn the tables on them. Yeah. All right. So one thing about the Cubs that I am worried about, and it's like as you said, it's been pretty enjoyable season, but the length on these starting pitchers right. is getting to be ridiculous. I mean, five innings, you know, the Rays have proven you can do that. The Brewers are proving you can do that. But if you're going three innings to start, I just don't know yeah. how you can sustain that. Yeah, I I I mean they, they have to get more out of out of just about everybody. I mean, Hendricks is starting to find it, and before the injury, Alzali was I mean, mm-hmm. he's a five innings and out guy, but like you said, five is a lot better than three. Um, I don't know that the answer is just, I, I don't know if they can find three other starting pitchers to bring in. So like I, somebody out of the Davies and Williams and Arietta camp has to start performing. Like, I, like, I don't know that there's an answer beyond somebody has to step up. Um, there's nobody yeah. right there in the system. I, I don't know. Do you, like, how, how would you solve this problem? No, that's what I'm thinking. I don't, you could trade for one starter. Right. Cause now they're talking about the brickets, you know, with their money stuff or whatever, but that they're, they're, they could be buyers. So like you get one starter. I don't know who's available, whatever. But you'd think you'd like to think that a Zach Davies could step up. Correct. Yeah. It's like before before the year, I don't know about you. I thought, well, that's a decent pitcher. Like that's a guy, that's a three for you. He'll he'll give you five innings, six innings. I had no idea. Like I thought he was like a Hendricks with like pinpoint control and Right. He's not dis- displayed any of that, but I just thought he was a better pitcher than than what he's shown so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I just expected you. Davies to be not super fun to watch, but would just kind of be competent and grind out six innings to start. And you'd look up and be like, oh, this guy's got a you know three sixty mm-hmm. ERA or something. And, you know, it was like this, he's been pretty solid. And it's just it's just not there, yeah. and you can tell they're not confident with him going more than twice through the order, which mm-hmm. just compounds the bullpen usage problem. Uh, you know, if, if you can get, if Corey Abbott can stick out of the bullpen and Keegan Thompson can mm-hmm. keep it up, at least those guys can give you some length out of the bullpen. Yes. So it can cover two starts a week. If, if Davies can go twice to the order and then Keegan Thompson can pick up two innings, let's say, okay, that mm-hmm. probably gets you to the seventh or the eighth inning and then you can, can patch it from there. Um, yeah. I mean, if you get, if you get Mills back, Keegan right. That's another good guy too. Yeah. But, he wasn't doing very good either before he got hurt. So no, I, I mean, I guess his rehab stint's been going pretty well. Um, but yeah, that's a good, that's another good name I forgot about completely. It's just, that's another guy you can piggyback. I mean, I, I always thought he'd be the perfect uh, kind of piggyback partner for um, mm-hmm. Alzali just because their styles are so yes. different. That that um, would work, yes. You're, you've got the fastball slider guy and then you bring it, then bring in sinker, uh, curveball, mm-hmm. changeup guy. Like that's a, that's going to throw some weird looks at other teams. Yes. Um, and that, you know, that kind of solves, again, assuming Alzali's blister heals quickly, mm-hmm. like sort of sells one of your five spots. Um, from there though. Yeah. Like they, they, they're going to have to acquire somebody. It sounds like they're serious about it. They, they have mm-hmm. to be looking at this division too and saying that they can get, they can get this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, from the money standpoint, which is all that seemingly matters to this ownership group, like those playoff games are worth a lot of money to them. Like yes. host at least two of them, you know, that's going to make up a big, yeah, I, ironically making the playoffs is almost as valuable to them as winning a title. Right, if you yeah. care about money. <laughs> Precisely. Um, every one of those is is just extra gate that they get to keep, and they raise the prices of beer and all that. So, mm-hmm. 
I mean, now that they've kind of, despite their best efforts um, in building this roster, gotten to the uh, middle of June and for like in first place or within a half game of first place, like, yeah. there's there's no reason not to push and you know spend the money on what you have to spend it on to get there. So I, it it does seem like everybody's gonna be aligned and like you know the next couple of weeks could be tricky just with the schedule, but they're mm-hmm. not they're not going to get into the middle of July and be out of it in all likelihood. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a reasonable place to think that you can make an addition or two and, and, and win this division. Um, especially now that St. Louis has all the pitcher injuries and mm-hmm. Milwaukee seems to just be in there from a advantageous schedule to them. And fortunately the Cubs get to eventually play the Diamondbacks too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I don't know, there's, there's, there's cause to think that they, they'll push chips in, but they're also kind of in the spot where they need to push chips in. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to, about uh, quick thoughts about Arietta, but it, I never like, you know, I was okay with them moving on from Arietta three years ago. So, and I, I just, I did not have very high hopes for him right. coming in and they met, they met my hopes. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame because there's so many good memories attached and he's clearly not the guy he, uh mm-hmm. He used to be. I, I thought that we were seeing some signs in, in spring training that he was yeah. converting more to be change up, curveball, uh, kind of like the Wiley veteran who um, mm-hmm. gets away from being a stuff based guy and more to command and um, mixing up his off speed pitches. And the season started, and it's just, it, it looks like he's just throwing a ton of cutters that aren't working or or sliders, whatever he calls that, that weird off speed. Yeah, pitch. the looping, yeah. Yeah, and the uh, the fastball just doesn't have the zip that it used to. So it's just like mm-hmm. he's clearly a shell of, of a few years ago. But there's... yeah, he's got to learn. You almost have to learn how to pitch differently. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Right, and I, I, you know, I think he's got enough of a pitch mix that he could do it. I don't know what conversations obviously they're having, and you know, with with Hadavi mm-hmm. and, and with uh, their analytics team. But I think that he could be serviceable on the back end. But he's just got to make the the transition is yeah. not just try to be fastball slider. Like it's just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. As well as things, you know, that uh, Lester did the same thing. And I don't know if it's, I think it's working better for Lester, but I don't know. I don't know if he's kind of stubborn too on that. But yeah, and I, I think Lester was just more inclined throughout his career to throw his stuff that kind of ages better like the like his change yeah. he picked up a lot of usage in the last three years he was with the cubs like he, he, already, he was already comfortable throwing that pitch i just yeah, don't know if corners, jake yeah. is at this point yeah like you watching like i think jake's got a good curveball like that's mm-hmm. when he can when he can mix that in it works but it just like just doesn't seem like there's a comfort level in doing that it feels like he's got to yes. try to get his fastball by and it's just like it's coming over like 92 it's just it's just it's not it's not there and um the adjustment's got to happen for him or this so it's not going to go go a lot longer for his career. No, it's not. Yeah, you hate to see it, but I mean, it's like it kind of reminds you of the the Blackhawks when they bring in the guys from the title runs, like for right, second right. tries, and it's like this is just not going to work. They they don't know how to Google other teams' rosters. They only know the guys mm-hmm. that they used to used to have. That was yeah. uh yeah. They they brought back just about everybody at one point. So nice. I don't know. I mean, it's fun. like I was excited just. Hey, it's fun to give Jake one mm-hmm. last run. Leave kind of more on. No, yeah, we all we all got excited. Like it's Jake Day, you know what I mean? For like mm-hmm. the first month of the year, but then it's like after the first month of the year, then you're like, oh, he's not the same guy, right? But, well, we had all the old material, but it's just not the uh, mm-hmm. just it's not as fun anymore. Same act, yeah, exactly. 
But, um, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because, like you said, I really like this team. But there's just these guys that that are just like, one I feel bad for, and one I don't. Okay. I think you know which one I don't. I can guess which one you don't. But um, first of all, I feel bad for Dylan Maples. You know, okay. he, the dude tries. He works hard, but it's like, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. My thing with Maples is I think the front office is so terrified he's going to go to like Houston or Tampa and just they're going to figure it out for him. Yeah, and they're going to look closer. so bad when he becomes like the best closer in baseball that they just will not give him a chance to try somewhere else. Yes, yes. But at this point, like now the Cubs are showing they can turn pitchers into good major yeah. league relievers and Maples still isn't getting there. So maybe that mm-hmm. shouldn't be as big of a fear. But yeah, yeah I mean, at this point, it's like, yeah, take the PR hit. Yeah, yeah exactly. The one in a million chance that he instantly becomes the greatest pitcher ever. I think it's worth the odds now to just say, you can go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you got to kind of be fair to him too. Him sitting in the back end of the bullpen and never getting a chance to pitch mm-hmm. and hone his craft and, and make a career of it is kind of unfair to him. But, I do think – I mean, either they're doing something on the side that they're just waiting to deploy that mm-hmm. nobody's seen or they're just – they're scared that he's going to – I mean, yeah, the stuff is incredible. It's just he does yeah. no idea where, to, where he's playing it. But, like, like last night when, um, when we recorded this was um, – we recorded this the day after the first uh, San Diego game. And anytime you put him even close to, like, a high leverage spot, like, he was down two runs last night. And he just – he blows up. Right. Yeah, it's – I mean, I don't think he trusts where his stuff mm-hmm. is going at all. So he comes in and in that kind of I, – I don't. I guess it's sort yeah. of high leverage down to – Medium with, leverage? Yeah, medium leverage, uh, light leverage. And it's just like – just what's got to be going through his head about like, am I going to throw a slider that's going to that's gonna go, you know, into the fourth row behind the backstop or am I going to mm-hmm. walk, you know, walk two runs in or am I going to strike everybody out with my slider? Like, I, I it's – Got to just be tough mentally to, yes. to know you've got the right the stuff and just not have any idea how it's going to go for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you said like it, you feel bad for the guy because he's clearly trying. He's clearly got a lot of talent. It's just whatever needs to be put together isn't mm-hmm. being put together here, and they won't let him, uh, you know, try it somewhere else. So it's it's a it's a tough spot to be in. I mean, I'd love if he could figure it out. Like the the frisbee slider next to that fastball is mm-hmm. so much fun to watch when it oh, yes. goes where it's supposed to go. Yeah. All right. Now for the guy I don't have sympathy for. And I'm sure you guessed Eric Sogard. Yeah. Oh my God. How much more of this guy do we have to take? <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I'll let you go on this one if you want, but I mean, I, there's nothing I can say that hasn't been already been said on Cubs Twitter about him. I can't like, none of us can do any justice to, um, to our, our buddy, uh, Brandon, you know, Yeah. Brandon Miller. Because he just, oh, my God. He has been after Sogard, like, like all out the past, like, three or four days. It's, But, I mean, you got there's got to be a better option. I mean, so, I, so, so stripping out a lot of the things we know about Sogard and, you know, his – Off the field and madness. The, the, opin, the opinions held by uh, him and his wife. Um, to, stripping that out, like, 
I thought at first there might be a, a, a guy who can pinch it. Like that could yeah. be a skill set. Like, like he can come in and get you a single, like pinching is a very tough skill. And it seemed like he was going to yeah. be good at that. Then he started playing more and you just yeah. saw there is nothing there. Like he's yeah. not a good defensive second baseman. He's not a good defensive shortstop. He dove over a base last night, which I don't yeah. think I've ever seen before. Um, when he, he slid cut, over yeah. first base. Or he caught the line drive and stared at the base instead of getting the double play. It's like, yeah, that was another, it's, I mean, it's just, he's not a guy you can put in the field at all. And a pinch hitter just isn't worth it. And he also has no power. Like, yeah, none. There, there's just, there's nothing there that's unique or talented. Yeah, I, I don't know how, like, um, how into numbers people are that listen to this, but um, he's got a 245 uh, batting average and sub 610, like OPS. It's, which is almost impossible. You have to have no slugging at all to do that. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got the one home run. I'm not sure. I'm pulling up his Fangraphs page right now. I can't remember. Oh any my other god! Extra base hits. Yeah, he had um a bloop like double. Okay. And maybe like a little triple. There's two doubles and a triple. I do not recall those. I know Brennan po- Brennan Miller posted a spray chart, and one of the doubles was like it hit 20 feet behind first base. So it must've just gone yes. right into the crowd or something. I think the uh, triple was one of those Wrigley field down the, um, the right field line ones. Gotcha. Where it just squirts into the corner and yep, yep. it's 500 feet from third base by the time the fielder gets to it. Yeah. It's pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I, I think everybody's in agreement. It's like the numbers are terrible. You watch mm-hmm. him play. It's not a pleasant experience. It's no, I mean, he's surviving on the roster, I think, just because everybody keeps getting hurt yes. around him. Like, if, if Javi yeah. Baez doesn't hurt his thumb, I don't think he's here anymore. No, no. Or if um, Nico's hurt, like, not hurt, he's not even going to get playing time. Right. And it's like, hmm? I don't, I, you know, maybe those vaccines do cause injuries. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they're clearly linked to soft tissue injuries because everybody else, yeah. except uh, Sogard and Arietta, have gotten hurt this year. Please, people, don't take us seriously. <laughs> no, get the vaccine. It's very good. Yes. It's uh, safe. It's effective. It's I, I, I tweet about it sometimes. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of the vaccine. Uh, just yes. uh, trust the doctors and the CDC and not Eric Sogard and mm-hmm. things that you post on Instagram. Yes, and just if you ever do get on our Twitter pages, take everything with a grain of salt. We're insane. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's... Um, it's it's just a real look into uh, my psyche that I put out on the internet. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just on, on Sigurd, yeah, I mean, he's just staying around like through kind of dumb luck right now. Mm-hmm. And Alcantara looks like he's going to be a solid player. At the, or he's at least worth a longer look. Yeah, he's worth a look. Um, Duffy's back soon. Mm-hmm. Nico, I would guess is, I mean, hamstrings are what, four to six weeks, so there's probably yes. more time there. But I mean, the time's like, Sogard started, I think it'll be a sixth game in the row and in the next one. Like yeah. He's shown this is not a guy you need you should be no. starting on a first place team. Absolutely not. Um or there is some good news. Team. It's like um we do have Marisnik back, which is yeah. Who would have thought that would be great news, you know, going into the year, but yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, news. he's been a super pleasant surprise. I mean, I thought he'd be a decent fourth outfielder, just like mm-hmm. he's sort of been the 
just you know a solid on good teams on on, on Houston before mm-hmm. um the year with the Mets like just a solid backup outfielder which aren't the easiest thing in the world to find no. um a guy who can actually play center field decently and and hit a little bit but he's been better than that like he looks like he could take mm-hmm. half the starts in the center or something yep especially against lefties like he's there's even, a real uh, platoon split there yeah he's even hitting righties a little bit maybe he just needs more bats <laughs> I've heard a, a backup outfielders who need more opportunities here. Yeah. Um, but I'll actually support it with Marizic. No, it's and and um so somebody post last night, he's in the top, I believe, 10% for sprint speed. So he's got mm-hmm. another tool there. Like there, it's this could be, end up being a nice sign for him. Um yes. not and, to anger people, but he really is uh what everyone claimed El Mora was. Yeah, precisely. He's the uh He's exactly. It's it's what everybody thought Elmore was the platonic ideal, but he's. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's a really solid fourth outfielder for him, um, and it's 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 good he's back, and hopefully he keeps hitting because it's. Depth has been been an issue just with everybody getting mm-hmm. hurt. So adding him back, adding Duffy back, uh, whenever that happens, Duffy was taking um, batting practice today, so it looks like he might yeah, be yeah. close. I guess there's a, a rehab stint, and then he'll be back. Um, yeah, I guess be. then the the question is like, you're gonna have to earn your spot in the lineup. I'm thinking, right? And, and he was, I mean, he was solid before, but third base it seems to be Patrick Wisdom's to lose right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got. Um, you got Hayward struggling, Happ is struggling. Like these guys might actually have to. If people come back, they're gonna have to earn playing time. Absolutely, especially with uh, like third base and 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 is so locked by wisdom right now. Mm-hmm. And Duffy will be back. And like Chris Bryant's playing the outfield every night. So Happ mm-hmm. and Hayward need like one of them needs to hit a hot streak to to kind of keep that job. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen it from both of them get mm-hmm. kind of hot for a stretch, but hopefully start seeing it soon. Hopefully, uh, yeah, one of them just lights up the Cardinals this weekend or something. It's actually, it's, it's always funny when Hayward lights up the Cardinals because he played there for one season and they think that yes. he should have stayed forever. Um, and he refused to stay, yeah. Yeah, like he, was, he was out of there the second their season ended. That's the um, biggest insult, by the way, to the Cardinals <laughs> is that you didn't fall in love with the fan base. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, in the 162 games you played here, this didn't become your favorite city in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they call him a, a trader, but spell it uh, T R A D E R on Twitter. It's, That's um, right. It's their, it's their go-to insult. So, a lot of fun. Um, so I'm trying to think what other big Cubs news has happened in the recent weeks. Um, just a lot of good play. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I I think something, a conversation I've had before that I'll throw out to you is just with the, I mean, it's it's not the newest news right now, but kind of the four or five bullpen guys that have come out of the system and out of the pitch lab. Mm -hmm. I mean, this has got to be a really encouraging sign, big picture, right? Because they weren't producing these guys before. Not at all. Didn't come into the season thinking Keegan Thompson Mm -hmm. and Tommy Nance were going to be big contributors. And like, they both look like the real deal so far. So, I mean... Mm -hmm. How encouraged are you by by seeing these guys? You that's got to be a good sign. You've heard I mean, of before the season, but didn't think we're going to be big contributors during the season. Yeah, for these guys that like for years we heard about, though so they're going to be here soon. Soon, don't mm-hmm. worry. Like now, this year, all of a sudden, they're all working, and it's like, yeah, you got to feel really good. 
I know I do. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the thing that's really exciting too is the guys who are up and contributing are not kind of their premium prospects for relievers. Mm-hmm. Uh, like these are the, this is kind of the found money right now. Like Burl Caraway, I forget if he's in single A or double A, but like, I mean, that was yeah. a high draft capital pick. I think he's, I think he's single A. Gotcha. Um, Marquez is, is getting over, he got over mm-hmm. COVID. He's starting to ramp up now, but like that's another big prospect. They're running through this pitch lab. Um, Trevor McGill was a guy that they really had a lot of, kind of stock in as a pitch know, he guy before he got hurt. Yeah. I mean, he pitched a little bit and then got hurt, but like these aren't in the top, like the top tier guys are still mm-hmm. in the system. Like there's, there's more of a pipeline and probably better talent. Like, yeah, this, is, this could be a really, really good bullpen. And it it's all really can, because money's so important to the team. Like this, this is all team control guys. Like this, this is a, mm-hmm. an actual foundation to build around. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You go, maybe some of them will be starters, you know, right. Hold out some hope. Yeah. Um, they also drafted a guy last year, apparently throws one Oh two from the left side. And it's just, they, they have to harness it. He's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Uh, Luke Little's the guy's name. It's oh, okay. again, like this is, this is real talent going through a system that now seems to be working. Like that's such, that's, that's so exciting after years of watching them have to acquire four relievers, the deadline and, oh, and not be very good. So bad. Some of the guys they traded for. Yeah. Just like, uh, oh. And, and some were a lot of fun on Twitter, too. Name searching. Mm-hmm. Not uh, related. Not related to that guy. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, the, the, other, the other thing I'll ask you, too. So assuming they're buyers of the deadline, they're not, you know, they're not trading Chris Bryant and Javi mm-hmm. Baez and making us all just hate them. Um, yes. Right now, do you think Craig Kimbrell is here on August 1st after the deadline? You know, I think he is. Like, unless the only way I think he wouldn't be is if they fell way behind in the standings. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if they really, really, like, fell apart. Otherwise, I don't think that they would do that. But what do you think? So my opinion on this has been every year there's some contender who has – like a bad bullpen week in July and just panics and overpays for a closer. I think they should keep the phone open in case that happens, but I don't think they should be actively trying to trade Kimbrell for whatever they can get. Okay. But I think if so you like had if team, they, like, like if you're waiting if, for the panic. Exactly. Let's yeah, say yeah. on the South side, Liam Hendricks blows three saves in a week and his velocity is down and the White Sox just panic and offer up, you know, the world to get Craig Kimbrell. Like, I think you have to listen to that just because there is, there are other guys I think you could plug into that closer role, but I don't think you should be calling anybody proactively about it. That makes sense. It's just like the, it's the weirdest thing. These, these front offices are so analytical Mm -hmm. and so value driven and all that, but, but if they, if they have a bad bullpen and they're a contender, like they will pay whatever it takes to get a closer. We saw this firsthand. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, I mean that was it was a similar thing. The Cubs are in a tailspin; they're blowing games, so they, I mean, they gave up a really good prospect to get Chapman. And obviously, mm-hmm. happy story in the end, but yes, I mean the the um, the other one I, I've thought of before is is the Nationals in 2017 gave up mm-hmm. Lizardo and Blake Trinan to get Sean Doolittle, and like Doolittle's a yeah. good closer, but that's Lizardo's a that's too much front of the rotation starter. Like, if you can find something like that, you know, and, and take advantage of somebody else panicking, I say do it, but. Like I said, I'm not going out and proactively trying to trade him if they're a contender. Yeah, I don't think they will, but you, you never know. But 
You know, I never thought of that before what you were saying earlier. Yeah. The the financial benefit of making the playoffs for the, this ownership. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And I believe those aren't long thing. I'm not going to get into the Cubs are basically structured to avoid revenue sharing. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to revenue share playoff tickets. So it's something like $20 yeah, yeah. million dollars for each playoff game you host. Like if you're Crane County running that bottom line, like they have to be interested in, getting some yeah. of that revenue yeah but let's be clear to everyone uh they're doing fine yeah don't listen to anything they say <laughs> yeah the operating loss thing was a lot of fun which i mean it's certainly possible the cubs operate at a loss but all mm-hmm. their other entities that der- derive money Do from not. the cubs being a baseball team are probably doing just fine <laughs> yeah the rooftops and the bars exactly at a loss. you can do a lot of things with uh llc structures to um make sure the cubs take a loss but every that, that you can uh, not pay other owners the revenue sharing money mm-hmm. on, but make all your other businesses make a bunch of money for you. Yes. I don't think they're, they're not going to be destitute by the end of the season. No. All right. So um, I'll, I'll get you out on this. Just your, uh, anything you want to plug your social media accounts? I'll plug my Twitter account. Um, it's at uh, EVR551. Um, that's Eric Victor Robert 551. Um, I, tweet i think a decent amount uh sometimes about mm-hmm. baseball sometimes about other things um try to get canceled I'll try to get canceled uh whenever i post uh like covid cases going down people get mad at me well no happened once um people got mad at me about that about good news um but no it's uh you know i'll give the disclaimer the banner at the top of my profile says this account evr551 has many dumb tweets which is true but once mm-hmm. in a while there's a pearl of wisdom in there so yeah check it out if you want to um yeah, that's all I got. Uh, only thing to plug. All right, and I guess I can. You could read my articles on on Cubs Insider, and yeah, the Cubs are playing well despite this little recent downturn, and you know, it's fun for everyone to watch, and let's see if they can keep it up. Yeah, let's uh, let's get this series from the Cardinals this weekend, regardless yes. of how the, the Padres series goes. Let's let's take at least two or three at home here, and. It's always fun to beat them. Sounds like a plan. You can follow me on Twitter at STH85. Email the podcast, holycowpod at gmail.com. Holycowpod at gmail.com. Then, yeah, I'm going to try to do some more of these now that the season's going. And Cubs are playing pretty good, you know. Okay, let's keep this train rolling, shall we?